0: Hi listeners, welcome to the She Speaks Life podcast, a weekly encouragement where we share our God stories. I'm your host, Jamie Elizabeth, and I am so glad you are spending time with us today to listen. Hi there, I'm so glad you chose to listen to today's episode. With me is author and fitness coach, Jessica Hoddle. She is sharing with us all about our emotions and how to process them the best way possible. Her book called Face Off with Your Feelings, Break Up with the Lies from Your Past, and Embrace Truth for Your Future, Was recently released, and we get to hear from her on how to create a space to heal after we've been hurt and five steps to process our emotions. Along with her telling us how we can reinforce that our feelings are always safe with God. She is also a host of her own podcast called What's the Truth that challenges the listeners on how to think so that they can change the way they live. She's a big advocate with helping women know their worth and teach them how to be emotionally, spiritually, and physically healthy while keeping God first in their life. Hi, Jessica. I'm so happy you're here today.
1: I am really excited to be talking with you and your audience today.
0: Yes. Well, this is a big one, emotions. And I would call myself more of a sensitive gal. So I have a lot of emotions that I go through. And uh, the summer, for sure, a lot of transition, a lot of hurts that need to be healed in my own life. So I am looking forward to you sharing a little bit about yourself and why emotions with you. Where does that testimony Mm -hmm. begin?
1: I think it really begins from the beginning i think it begins from my childhood and kind of walking through what my past looked like what how i was raised by my parents the things i didn't receive the things that i tried to go out and find myself which really just dealt with you know feeling loved feeling seen feeling heard And that kind of equated into my relationship with men and then into my business and how I ran my business. And then it really went into my body. And so you can see that there's basically what I was feeling inside. I was grasping by straws to figure it out through an external resource. What more can I do You know, as far as working out, making my body look good? Who could I date? Who could I find to be with me? What more could I do in my work to kind of satisfy this feeling that I was having that needed to be resolved? And, you know, just growing up the way that I did and into my 20s, I carried a lot of anger, resentment, bitterness. And I just thought the world had owed me something for my pain. And I think that's why I get so passionate now because, you know, the Lord is so kind in his word to talk about forgiveness and unforgiveness. And we know the works of the flesh and the fruit of the spirit. And I think so many people think that we're not allowed to have feelings. And we've been, we've been maybe been told that feelings are bad, but
0: Mm -hmm. feelings are
1: just indicators and feelings are not a sin, but feelings can lead us to sin. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a very... Different, um, there's a drastic difference between those two statements, and it's how we handle them and how we process them. And yes, hatred and anger, those can be works of the flesh. But Mm -hmm. I think those are also that invitation that, hey, there is something that the Father needs to heal here. And Mm -hmm. that's why I'm passionate about this topic now because I had to heal so much of my past and I saw how it influenced my relationships. Myself, my own future, and Mm. just the unhealthiness in my own body. Mm. Yeah, so good.
0: Well, talk to us about that space to heal after you've been hurt. Like, go through, okay, we've got, I think you said the feelings are indicator of an emotion. Go into that because I think we get confused with feeling, emotion. Is it the same? Mm -hmm. Is it separate? And then the space you need to heal after you've been hurt and your five-step process on um, how to heal from our emotions.
1: Mm I often use those two words ex- interchangeably all the time, and I think yeah. we do as well. And for me, I just started doing kind of some research, you know, a year and a half or so ago, of just what is the difference. <laughs> I keep saying <laughs> I have these feelings, and then we talk about emotions. And I think the easiest way, because I'm all about practical, you know, in Ooh. the book, I, I talk about clinical and biblical to make it practical, because I'm not a neuroscientist, and some of that is so hard for me to understand and. I wanted to be able to come alongside women and help them understand at the most basic level as well. So I'm talking in layman terms here. And so when I think about emotions, I want you to think that it's just the physical response that you feel in your body, meaning Mm -hmm. palm sweating, heart racing, stomach uneasy. You feel it in your body before you ever feel it. Consciously, so you. Mm. I want to say you experience it in your body, which is the emotion, and then your the feeling is the conscious experience of Mm. the emotion. So the emotion happens first, and then you're now you become aware. So the emotion Mm. is the chemical; it's the information communicating throughout the rest of your body, telling it what it needs to do, and then your feeling becomes that conscious. Like, oh, now I'm aware that I'm angry or sad or joyful versus you're going to feel it in your body first. Does that make sense?
0: Yes. Yes. That's so good. You articulated that so well. I mean, because I think we do just get confused. Is it the same meaning? Is it? And I go back to the summer where I felt extremely hurt by somebody. And then when I saw them, my whole body just totally reacted. And then I'm able to process the uh you know thinking the mind of the feelings right my body responded then came you know what you said with with thinking and having it in your mind is the is the feeling right yeah so I love that that is so right on and true okay share with us like the five steps I know you probably have this in your book but take yeah. us um, teach us on um, <laughs> how to process our emotions well
1: Yeah. I think to kind of go into the five-step process, talking about feelings and emotions, and you use a great example of, you know, you were hurt by this person and maybe you see that person again and it just triggers you. And Mm -hmm. sometimes when we have rage or anger, I feel like it's like a fire that goes in our bodies, Um, this uneasiness. We just like, we feel like we want to fight somebody almost because we just feel upset and we're trying to figure that out. But what happens is, I'll just take you through this quickly, and inside the book, I break it down a lot more, but I call it just a thought pattern, and I actually talk about this on Instagram. Um, At the time of this recording, I actually posted about it today. You can follow me on Instagram at Jessica Hoddle, but I talk about how we get triggered internally or externally. So you you seeing that person that hurt you, that becomes the trigger to set in the into motion, the belief about the trigger. So you've already carried a belief about this person, which was the trigger, which then responded to the emotion. And this all happens within like seconds. Yeah. Right. And so the emotion (laughs) happens based on the belief, based on the trigger. And Mm. then the feeling comes right now you're conscious of it. And then the reaction comes Mm-hmm. So we have this thought pattern and I think they say an emotion can last about six seconds, meaning you can feel the sweaty palms. You can feel the uneasy stomach, but your feelings can last a long time. Meaning mm-hmm. you just keep meditating on it, meditating on it. Even if you don't have sweaty palms anymore, even if you don't have an upset stomach or your heart isn't racing, but you are still thinking about it. So that's why feelings can last a long time, but the emotion is only a short time. So you have a trigger, a belief about the trigger, the emotion, Mm -hmm. the feeling, and then the reaction.
0: Mm, So good. You know what God says in his word, you know, to forgive others, you know, because God forgives us. So a lot of that is not just a one-time deal where you're just (laughs) forgiving that person, you know, and you're done. It, It can take uh, again and you know another time and another time to keep forgiving that person till God really starts to work on your heart and heal those broken places um and you know because I think sometimes we think oh well I prayed and you know I forgive that person but you know sometimes we gotta just keep, asking God and keep telling the Lord thank you I forgive that person as you know our, our so that our feelings start to catch yeah. up with what the words are coming out of our mouth right
1: and I think you really said it is that so many people they think they shouldn't feel that way and so what happens is when you don't when you think that you shouldn't feel that way, you start to feel shame for what you feel. And
0: mm-hmm. then what happens
1: is you just try to put a, I call it a faith bandaid because scripture is true. It's our solid foundation. However, it's not meant to be a bandaid. It's meant for transformation. Yeah, And we often Good. use it as, I'm just going to go to my Bible and find this verse. Oh, okay. He tells me to forgive people. This is great. But what happens is that it never actually transforms our heart. Yeah, And- we cannot continue to ignore a situation, a feeling, an event as if it didn't happen and mm-hmm. just try to shove it down. Um, it's almost like if you think of a wave building its momentum before it crashes and then it can just drown anything or destroy anything after that peak, right? Mm-hmm. It's very much like our emotions. Our emotions, they build, they build, they build, and then they start to peak. And then it crashes. And anything in our path, what do we tend to do? We destroy. We tear down. We suffocate. Mm -hmm. And it's even like I've heard somebody describe it like a beach ball. Mm -hmm. You cannot shove a beach ball underwater for very long. Like you can, but it's exhausting.
0: Right. Right.
1: And what happens when we do that? It we do that with our emotions.
0: Mm-hmm. And then
1: we do with our feelings. We try to act as though they don't exist, as if we mm-hmm. don't have sweaty palms or a heart racing. And so it's not just, I'm going to forgive this person. It's like you said, it's this continual change of heart. It's this repentance on your behalf. Mm-hmm. And it's also this reality that you can't change them, but you can change you. You can mm-hmm. change your heart. You can repent of the things that you've said or done mm-hmm. or gossiped about. Like, let's just be honest, guys. You know, like, that you've gossiped about, that you've maybe done that you shouldn't have done or reacted based on feelings. Because that to me, it's just responsibility and it's humility. You're just saying, man, I know that I want to do better here. And this person, that really hurt. It's bringing both. It's bringing scripture and God. And it's also saying, God, here is what I'm dealing with. It's not either or. You don't have to choose between your experience or God. He's saying, just choose me. And I get all of you with that.
0: Mm, yeah that's so good i know definitely for sure when i started just bringing all the emotions to the lord and everything that i was feeling i was just giving it to him and i know that takes us into you talking about how our feelings are always safe with god and i i feel like that is such the first step of the healing process When I'm not holding back, because I mean, let's face it, ladies, God knows what we're feeling. He knows our heart. He knows everything already. So, what are we trying to hide from him? And even, you know, if. You're feeling bad or shameful, like you're saying to feel this way. Just let it out to God. Go, you know, oh, I, I feel bad. I'm feeling this way, but I can't help but feeling hurt, and I can't help from feeling, you know, this and angry and resentment and bitterness and everything that you are feeling. God wants to just have you voice it to Him because that there's something about us voicing that out, and yeah. uh, God. Part of the healing process, and um, it's like you reveal, you heal. I like that saying that I always hear, and it's so true because the more we suppress it and keep it in the dark and and pretend, oh, it's going to go away, it never does. You're just hurting yourself, if anything, and you got to bring it up out of the surface. And God is the best person to come to first with all
1: of that. I think it's important. Something that was really important for me because I lived in fight or flight mode for most of my life, meaning Mm -hmm. just surviving one task to the next. And I don't think we realize that we're living in this way, but it's that constant state of I'm so busy. I'm so busy. Your days are booked to the max. You don't know how to rest. Or if you fall, if you lay down in bed, you're out in a second or you watch a movie or whatever it is, you're just constantly exhausted, but you push through.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: there are seasons where we feel like we there's just a little bit more going on, right? Yeah. And there is so much grace for that. But it's when we intentionally choose to do things outside of honoring the things that we need to be, if that makes sense. We mm-hmm. say yes to things. We don't have boundaries. And that's what happens when we don't create that margin and create that space to honor the season that we're in to be able to process our feelings and emotions because we end up burying our emotions. And what happens is that just because you bury them or you bury your feelings or your experiences, all that means is that you buried them alive. So, oh, so good. <laughs> everything is still active in your body. Yeah. But what's going to happen is that, um, I hate to use this word manifest because it's, it's new agey, but it's not. Like you're going to start yeah. to feel the manifestation in your body, tight neck, lower back pain of the works of the flesh, the anger, the hatred, Mm -hmm. the things that you've experienced, you're going to feel it in your body because your body works as one.
0: The Mm -hmm. more we can
1: understand that, that diet, food, um, trauma, reading the word, all of that goes together and works in your body at the same time. So your body is constantly trying to take care of you. I know I had to take several months off. You know, we went on vacation in July, and then all of a
0: sudden, just a, a bunch of things just hit us when we came back from vacation. And it just felt like everything was just crashing down around yeah. us. And I really felt like the Lord was just saying, You just need to rest. And it's my first time to actually feel what it meant to really, truly rest. It wasn't just, oh, we do that on a Sunday or we do not on a Saturday or we go on vacation and we have a rest. This was just like, you're not doing anything, which was very counterculture to what I like to do. I'm a doer. So for the Lord, just to say, you sit, be still, you're not doing anything but pressing into me. And then in your mind, you have a Timeline like, oh, by August, I'll be good, or you know, I'll start doing my things again, or September. And every month that went by, I just knew the Lord was like, No, you still need to sit with me and have healing, you still need to sit with me and have time so that I can completely heal you, so that you can go out and pour out to others. You know, it's hard for you to pour out if you're not being. Poured into and aren't healing in those broken places. So uh, it really was a three month sabbatical of, you know, no Mm. podcasting, no nothing. You are just going to sit with God and let Him heal you. So Mm.
1: that's good. And I think too, we hear narratives that narratives like time will heal which sounds great. And we say that in our pain, we're like, time's (laughs) going to heal. And I have to just say that is such a lie because 20 years can go by and you are still carrying anger, resentment, bitterness. It's just not at the forefront of your mind anymore.
0: right? But
1: guess what? If you see that person, you smell uh, a smell or you hear a song, what happens? You go right back to that moment and the anger comes, (laughs) which tells us what? you just buried it alive. And I think that I like to say time doesn't heal, but you heal in time. Mm, It's an intentional mm -hmm. choice to choose a different thought, to choose a different way. In the book, I talk about a train switch where you know a train is going on its path. And then the train switch, no matter how hard it is to pull that lever, it turns the train and goes on a completely different path. So once that lever Mm -hmm. is pulled or that everyone looks different. I've noticed on train tracks, but whenever that lever we're mm-hmm. going to say is pulled, that train is going to go on a different direction. And our thoughts are like that. We have to interrupt them and be intentional about mm-hmm. that pursuit to change their course and change their direction. Uh, and I think that it's more than just thinking positive. It's not just saying, well, just think positive about this, you know, cause most mm-hmm. of the time it's, it's beyond just writing affirmations down. And I'm sorry if that, like, Burst some bubbles, but it's more than that. That yeah. affirms uh, using scripture is going to affirm we want that to be in our mouths, in our hearts, but we also have to live it out. Mm-hmm. What does it look like to live this scripture out? How mm-hmm. am I choosing forgiveness? Yes. How am I not choosing offense? How am I not repaying evil for evil? How am I mm-hmm. clinging to what is good? Those are things that we get to live out, which actually changes our heart.
0: Yeah. That's so good. So, living it out, like put it uh, an example like you got hurt by something. What are some, I don't know, action steps of actually living it out Mm -hmm. that you can just maybe describe in a tangible way?
1: Yeah. Let's talk about the forgiveness piece. So, when we mess up with a friend or a spouse, One of the things, like even just the other day, I had just like snapped at my husband. Don't even know where it came from. Honestly, I was thinking about it and I'm like, I don't even know why. He got in the shower and he came out. And while he was in the shower, I just was thinking like he didn't deserve that. And so for me to walk out that forgiveness, I said, when he got the shower, I said, I'm so sorry. You did not deserve for me to yell at you that way. Will you forgive me? And this is what it looks like to walk it out with your friends, your children, super important to walk it out with children. And I I don't have children, but I only say that because of the experience that I had or didn't have, I should say. Yeah. Of that takes humility. It takes, wow, like I was wrong. He did not deserve for me to be yelled at, for me to yell at him that way. He did nothing really wrong. He just asked me a question and it frustrated me. Yeah. But that just is an example of I get to do what is good. I get to see the good in him. I get to honor him. And I get to say that I was wrong and I didn't get it right. And then I get to ask for forgiveness. Mm -hmm. And then then clinging to what is good, I always think back to reason and I – just had a conversation with my friend and I kept telling her, I said, but they're thinking emotionally. They're in their feelings right now. We just have to help them get back to reason. And so whenever something happens, we tend to go, we kind of spiral, right? The enemy comes in and he's like, oh my gosh, she hates you. She doesn't want to be like your friend. And so I'll use my best friend an example. Um, Just with different things happening in the church, our church and Um, Her life and my life, and just some things happening in conversations and private things, she just started to feel like as though maybe I was pulling away from her. And then because of maybe it was a text I didn't respond to right away or something that happened in her day, and she started to feel that I was pulling away. And so for me, she's in her feelings right now. She believes that I'm pulling away as a friend. And so I come to her and I just, I I remind her that even in your feelings, I want you to remember what is right and true so that she can cling on to true so that she knows that I love you. I care for you. I'm here for you. This is what it looks like to cling to what is good even when you're feeling Sad or frustrated, or whatever it is, in the most practical way. I'm trying to use practical examples of when somebody else is kind of in their feelings, and I don't even want to say spiraling, but the enemy is just coming in and using everything in their life. It goes back to I'm going to cling to what is good. I know that she loves me. I know that she cares for me. I know that she is there for me. That is clinging to what is good. You're clinging to the truth. And so I think that's just two practical examples that I live out every single day between my husband, my best friend, our church, things that we've walked through is, what is the truth despite what I'm feeling? Because I both go together. I'm feeling sad. I'm feeling frustrated. However, I know that this person probably isn't aware that they're handling it this way, that their personality is so different than mine. What are the truths about the situation? Because that's where I need to go back to reason and logic. As I'm experiencing my feelings at the same time,
0: mm, so good. what comes to mind is that scripture verse, and I just read it this morning. Think on everything that's lovely, pure no noble, authentic uh truth, and think the best in people and um it's I forget where it was from, but Paul writes it and uh and so I was just. Taking that in that scripture verse in just this morning, and how timely that is when you just talked about thinking of the truth about yeah. people and and the best of them and and keeping your thoughts uh, pure, lovely, noble, and authentic. So very cool. Um, so anything else that you would love to uh, leave us with a takeaway? Uh, speak life to us here so the listeners can ponder on when they're done listening to your terrific story here.
1: I think the most important thing, well, too, is that your feelings matter because you matter to God. And oftentimes we put God into like, he's either or, you know, it's, you know. Even faith and doubt, like they both accompany each other. It's not if you have doubt, oh, you must not be a good believer. It's they both accompany each other. You're going to wrestle. You're going to ask questions. So God is not either or. He's not making you choose between him or your feelings. He's not making you choose between being perfect or messing up. He's just Mm -hmm. saying, will you come to me with everything that you have? We see in Matthew 6.33, seek first the kingdom and everything will be added into you. I think that it's just that that process of seeking him, being honest and being real and not trying to shrink back and hide because you think that you know, God's going to condemn you or, you know, I'm even sorry if people have told you in the church that you need to get your act together and your sin isn't welcomed here and things like that, that I know that are happening in the church. I've seen it happen from women I've talked to and worked with in one-on-one coaching and stuff. And so I just want to say like, God's not either or, he's both and, and if we want to have this really full connection with the father, it's not just about how much knowledge you have of him. It's about... the relationship with him. And how do we build relationships on earth? It's over time. It's question. It's seeking. It's asking and repentance, right? Repentance like, father, man, I got it wrong. And to continue that repentance, just like we do here on earth as asking people to forgive us. So I think that those two things are so important to me. Mm, so good. Yeah. I think communication
0: is key with everything,
1: right? Yeah. I always say you can never (laughs) over-communicate. No, you can't. And I think that would save a lot of hurt if we
0: just could communicate a lot better in this earth. So thank you, Jessica. Where can people connect with you and get your book I know it's so good. I
1: can't wait for (laughs) everyone to grab it. Um, I'd love for you to hang out with me on Instagram. That's where I hang out the most, Jessica Hoddle. And you can go to jessicahoddle.com, find all the details out about the book and pick up your copy there. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming on here and sharing about
0: emotions and how we can process it in a better way. Thanks so much for having me. It's been fun. Thank you so much for listening today. I trust that God has encouraged you through this message. For more information on this ministry and to access free downloads, please visit my website at jamieelisabeth.com and sign up. You can also find me on Instagram and Facebook at Jamie she Speaks life. That's j-a-y-m-e elizabeth she speaks life until next time my friends i pray god reveals himself through your own life story